This episode is brought to you by HP Instant Ink. No one is reading your mind, but HP Instant Ink knows when your printer is running low and sends new cartridges before you run out. So you never have to think about ink. For details, visit hp.com slash instant ink Spotify. Conditions apply. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Signals from the Frontline, your every Wednesday live cast here on Twitch. Brought to you, as always, by FrontlineGaming.org, where you can get your tabletop gaming goodies at a discount all the days of the week. I'm your host, Reese, a.k.a. Reesius on the interwebs, a.k.a. if it sits, it fits, Mr. Yeah. Uh, And with me, as always, my co-host, the banana, the raw dog. I'm wearing a yellow shirt today. The not allowed within 50 feet of a Chuck E. Cheese, Mr. Jason Butler. I had to park in front of one at the gym the other day. You said that joke last week. Did I? You did. Dang it. Get some new material, you schlub. That's so good. That's a good one. Everybody in chat, we hope you're having a great day. Thank you for joining us. As always, if you don't catch the live show at 11 a.m. Pacific Standard Time on Wednesdays on Twitch, Frontline Gaming underscore TV. You can catch us on the audio version of the podcast, which you can get through all the various podcast uh, distribution software Dealy bobbers on the internet. Yep, you just have to uh, subscribe. You can get us on Pandora or the iTunes or the Spotify. Yeah, this is the only free part. Now you got to pay yeah. for the rest of the episode. Yeah, <laughs> we're gonna put a paywall up. You like that like intro? You like the real thing. But uh, if you also can catch <laughs> us on YouTube, if you don't catch the podcast, however you consume the media, thank you very much. You can read the transcript. Ooh, there's no transcript. Well, we need Hunter to sit and type it up. That sounds like a good job. And of course, if you want to see the show notes, head on over to frontlinegaming.org or click on the uh, blog post associated with the podcast. And there's all kinds of links and good stuff to the, the items that we are discussing. So let's jump right on in. This week's GW pre-order includes a new Blood Bowl team. It's a Lizard Man team. Uh, it includes yeah. the Grim Witch for Beastgrave, oh. which is a new uh, warband for Shadespire. And individual box sets for some of the Blackstone Fortress goodies, including the uh, the Cultists of the Abyss and the Servants of the Abyss. Yeah, this was their their requisite once a month. Like we didn't forget about everything else. Here you go. All right. Well, you know, the Blood Bowl's cool. It's a lot of fun, and uh, the Lizard team looks looks really uh, characterful. It's a comical one. It's like the little Hobbit one. The yeah. Hobbit one is hilarious. They I love the, the halflings. One. I think they're called halflings. Yeah, right? they are. I love it though. The guy's wearing like a pot on his head and stuff. That's great. They have similar ones with this, with little skinks running around and stuff. Yeah, yeah. It's great. Uh, Blood Bowl is a very popular game, so I think it's cool. Sure. And the, the Blackstone Fortress goodies, uh, un- unfortunately, unlike the Imperial side, which got like amazing oh. uh, utility units for like Admech and Guard, which they got incredibly good characters. The chaos side, not as good with the rules, but the models are definitely beautiful. Mm-hmm. Uh, these cultists we were just talking about before the show, you could sub them in just because they look amazing. But the unit itself has rules, the seven-man cultist unit. The only thing good I can say about it is that it's really cheap. Mm-hmm. Uh, it fills a, a troop slot very cheaply, and the models look great. But you know, outside of that, I don't really see much of a use for it in 40K. However, that's yeah. not what it was meant for. It was meant for Blackstone Fortress. so Which is unfortunate, but still... These are just cultists. So if you're running a chaos list with cultists, there you go. Yeah. I mean, they and look. You just mix them in with the, the GW SnapFit ones. They look amazing, right? And uh, mm-hmm. the unit itself's not bad. It's really cheap, but it's just like a little seven man cultic unit with a couple extra weapons that are discounted. So, eh. As good as guardsmen are by themselves. Yeah. And eh, not Without really. any 
not really. whatsoever. Yeah. No, not really. They only have a six up save. Mm -hmm. um, but again, it's a really mm -hmm. cheap way to fill out a troop slot. Yeah. So for that reason alone, I think you'll probably see him. Yeah. But uh, that's really the only reason. Or if you actually play Blackstone Fortress, um, you can bolster your force. There you go. Some, some people actually do play the game. The game they're, they're looks really excited. Uh, yeah. It's like a legacy game too. It's like uh, uh, Gloomhaven, where like yeah. as you play the game, things happen and like you, you mm -hmm. uh, the game develops as you play it, which I think is really cool. So uh, if you want to pick those up or anything else, uh, any kind of other Games Workshop goodies, FLG mats, ITC terrain, you can do so. Uh, discounted prices, free shipping options within the continental United States. Just head on over to store.frontlinegaming.org. Now, uh, really exciting for 40K, the new Sisters of Battle boxed set has been revealed and it contains a ton, a ton of stuff. You get a Canonus, 10 Battle Sisters, 5 Seraphim, 1 Repentia Superior, 4 Repentia, Three Arcoflagellants, a Penitent Engine, a Collector's Edition, uh, Adeptus Soritas uh, Codex, and uh, you get some data cards, dice, all kinds of cool stuff. So mm -hmm. uh, you'll see a Warhammer 40k Cool Rules booklet. I didn't know that. That's pretty neat. The small core rules. Yeah. Wonder. They just, uh, interestingly enough, though, that this does include the Codex because they haven't officially said when the Codex is actually being They've released. kept saying it was coming out this year, but that's all we know. Right. So we still have two and a half months left in the year. Mm -hmm. Um, and it, maybe maybe it won't. Maybe it'll come out early 2020. But uh, it's looking really, really cool. Uh, yep. I don't remember the rules for it, like, entirely. But mm -hmm. I do remember that when we were going through that, um, I remember them being very pretty dang good. It's mm -hmm. been a long time, though. But uh, what cool most people it. are excited about is you're finally getting plastic multi-part miniatures. Yeah, across the whole line. And we haven't even seen everything yet. They've shown a couple hints of the new vehicles that are coming out, which looks like it'll be a, a multi-part kit that makes all the different variations that they have. You That's know what? what it looks like. I'm, I am comfortable saying this. Some of these kits make more than one unit. Ooh. So there you go. A little teaser for you. Yeah, but they, like, they haven't shown any of the heavy the heavy weapons yet or, um, you know, their special weapons. And So I don't know. It's really cool. Sisters have always been one of those armies that you really always wanted to do, but they never really had the rules really quite right. And then the models were expensive. The models are expensive, hard to find. Exactly. Yeah. I, I think that this is going to be a really popular army when it comes out. Yeah. Just <clears throat> on virtue of the fact that it's been such a long wait. Uh, I mean, the first Sisters of Battle Code. Oh, you want to talk about something that pissed off the community. The first Sisters of Battle Codex came out in second edition, like a month before third edition. Mm -hmm. And, uh, uh, so completely invalidated the codex like like very short period of time after it came out because mm -hmm. the, trans the transition from second to third was dramatic it was a different game yeah it was pretty funny i guess pretty there was some upset uh nerds probably not as upset upset as nowadays i, I feel like the the, yeah. the anger is is much more real let's jump into the chat really quick this is cool though um i lost my train of thought Oh, the one thing I was really hoping for, because like when the Sisters of Battle first came out, they had other units like, uh, remember they had uh, Militia? Yeah. And stuff like that. And so I was hoping that they would throw that back in there. Or like have like Inquisitors in there and stuff too, but we don't know yet. Looks like not. The one, the, the thing I would love to see is like Trader Guard mm -hmm. or, you know, like uh, the Lost and the Damned was uh, mm -hmm. a really cool army that used to exist with like the mutants and all that. And yeah. We kind of have it now with the Renegade Guard, but it's just like... Yeah. There's not a lot there. It's not very fleshed out. Mm -hmm. uh, but I, I would love to see that come back. You know what I mean? Like um, the, the kind of mix of like mutant rabble and renegade yeah. guardsmen and renegade sy rogue psychers. Yeah. Um, similar to what we got in that amazing, in those amazing Space Marine YouTube videos. Mm -hmm. 
where the the unit of space marines is fighting against like you know renegade guard with like rogue psycho oh yeah. so good uh hammerhead games what's up tony how you doing buddy uh he asked in the chat he goes we know you can't say much but mm -hmm. does psychic awakening give me some more tools for my uh, eldari uh we're going to talk about that more at length later down in the notes but uh yeah um you're mm. i think other players gonna be really really excited it's not like it's not gonna you know reinvent the landscape or anything like that uh, but it'll make a lot more units more appealing and it will give you some different build options that are going to be viable nice. yeah i want the the all bike armies to come back i mean you could play it now it's just uh like that, nicely like like a good good rules uh, <laughs> i mean you know remember that in seventh edition the bike armies. I yeah. always thought bike armies were fun. What like, were they? The scatter laser bikes. Oh, the scat yeah. packs. God, those are so broken mm. at the time. They're so good. They're Another good seventh edition treat. Nothing like they were. Mm -hmm. um, sorry, let's jump back over to the uh, to the notes. Uh, this way. Got okay. one job, Butler. One uh, job. It's all messed up today. All right. So, in other news, for Age of Sigmar, the head honcho of the new. Age of Sigmar faction, the Ozark Bone Reapers, has been revealed. Mm -hmm. And I think he looks absolutely amazing. His name is Orpheon Catacros, I mm -hmm. believe. Uh, absolutely awesome model. Yeah, they showed, there was another model too. Did you see that one that was more, um, it looked like more like the, um, the what is that guy for the um, the Sigmarines? The dude that's a Celestin that's on that Dracoth that's like oh. from the starter set. Mm -hmm. Remember that one that the where he's kind of like rearing up? They have another one that's like this. Apparently it's made in the same kit. Yeah, well the the, the trend in Age of Sigmar mm -hmm. is that your big boss can also the kit can also be made into a generic boss. Yeah. So like uh with Volturnus from the Ideneth Deepkin, mm -hmm. um he could either make you can make him or you can make like a generic uh, warlord on the little sea monster mount mm -hmm. uh, they've been doing that a lot in age of sigmar yeah i i really like the aesthetic going on with the Ozark bone reapers it's kind of like a, like we were saying it's like a mix of like uh, uh, uh tomb so, kings and tyranids it's a lot of stuff going on yeah there's I a like little it. bit of uh of chaos in there like you you see a little bit of those um ever chosen yeah what is that what those guys are called the varnguard the varnguard yeah. man those are cool models they're amazing yeah I, I like it because the tomb kings looked really spindly you know yeah they were like they didn't look very scary well, they had those big old heads yeah and the skeleton models were really bad <laughs> yeah. but still like what yeah. they did is they took the same kind of look and feel but they bulked them out mm -hmm. so the ozark bone reapers like make their bodies, like, they're not just a skeleton. Yeah. Uh, and it, I think from a, a visual perspective, it's just way better. These are gonna look great. Yeah. It's, it's exciting, it's a whole new faction again. Yeah, I'm curious to see how they play on the tabletop because I don't know anything about how they play. And I, I've started playing Age of Sigmar again mm -hmm. uh, with the Free Cities book. Yeah. Which by the way, they're really good. It's good. Yeah, they're really, really good. Um, and I've only scratched the surface. I'd like, I'm still fine tuning my list. And I, I, they're a blast, mm -hmm. really fun. Aegis, Aegis Sigmar, the new, the new missions from the General's Handbook are, are really, really fun. They're an nice. improvement, yeah. Uh, the double turn, I'm still not the biggest fan of in the world, but the game, I've been having a lot of fun playing the game. Uh, yeah, I'll be honest, if, if that wasn't around, I would play. And if you so were- So many people say that. If, the, if, they had, if they changed the shooting in and out of combat, 
I know that they, they tweaked it a little bit. You, but... you, can, you can't shoot out of combat anymore. Right. So you can shoot the unit you're engaged with. Right, but you're but still you, getting to sh- you're still getting to attack twice when your opponent only gets to attack once. I still eh, feel it's not the, the shooting units are all been priced up, and most yeah. of them are absolute garbage in melee. Like hopefully, my my, my free people, yeah. uh, they hit on fives, wound on fives. They have one attack, so they they're, fixed they're a lot terrible. of stuff. Like uh, yeah. forgive me, I'm just not as as up to date on Age of Sigmar as as most people are, <laughs> but. I remember like Frankie's dwarf crossbowman. He would like be able to have like AP four attacks. And yeah, stuff. Ren four. Yeah. yeah. So I think that got fixed, right? So. Well, I mean, kind of like the. To my knowledge, you can. They, I think that actually snuck back into the game because mm-hmm. you can take the rune, the rune smith. I think he's called or the rune something or other, mm-hmm. and he has a prayer that gives an additional AP to a unit of dispossessed mm-hmm. crossbowmen. Unfortunately, aren't in the game anymore. That's right. And yeah. then the, they also they got rid of the the thunders too, didn't they? Um, yeah. They only have melee units now. No, they actually, they got rid of the Dwarf Warriors, too. Yeah, I know. It sucks. Which is interesting. It, it sucks. I guess you can't copyright They squatted before. so many units, <laughs> so, but they have yeah. the, um, they still have the, um, the heavily oh, armored guys. That's right. The fire pike yeah. dudes. Yeah. And then, like, like we were saying, you could still use the Dwarf Coraler model and then just play them as, like, free guild crossbowmen. Yeah. The, the units don't interact with each other with special buffs, which is a bummer. Mm-hmm. But uh, free guild crossbowmen are really, really, really good. Yeah, because it doesn't matter the race of the unit for nah, free guild. So free just, peoples are just the people. So like you can have a, if you wanted to go crazy, you can even make a mixed uh, race unit. You could. Like you can have like dwarves and elves and humans all in the same. It, aesthetic, that makes, they don't ever specifically say, oh, humans are the only ones that shoot crossbows. They just call yeah. them. Uh, whatever their unit is, yeah, swordsman or crossbowman. That would look really cool. If you yeah, I mean, that. you could totally just take dwarf cro- corollars and just use them as free guild crossbowmen. Right. And uh, those, anybody out there, that unit is still incredibly good. The crossbowmen or the, I think the gun, the gunmen, right? The, the handgunners are still really good. The yeah. crossbowmen, uh, they're different, right? Like the crossbows, they, they got changed. They used to be rend one on a six plus to wound. And you used to be able to make them uh, plus one. Well, you still can make them plus one wound, but previously they'd be a rend one on a five or a six. Mm-hmm. But now they wound on a three, and it's incredibly easy to make them hit on twos, wound on twos, re-rolling Ooh. ones to hit. Yeah. Which in Age of Sigmar, that's super rare. That's not normal to do that. And they have a, they have a good range, and if there's 10 or more models and they don't move, they can shoot twice. Mm-hmm. So a unit of 30, which is the way I run them, it's 60 shots hitting on twos, wounding on twos. They kill almost anything they shoot. Mm-hmm. It's really, really, really strong. Um, and then the handgunners, but the other thing too, the crossbowmen don't overwatch anymore, which is a big change. The, the handgunners still do. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you can run the handgunners as your screen unit. Cause when somebody charges them, like uh, in my my game uh, last week, Volturnus charged them and he died. Like the yeah, handgunners Cause they get to overwatch, away. right? Yeah. Basically, yeah. They just, they smoked they it They fire before. normally. There's like no negatives or anything. Cause they had all their buffs on them. So they're hitting mm-hmm. on twos, wounding on twos, rend one. They just blew them away. It was, yeah. you know, smoked him. So yeah, there's there's a lot to like in the Free Cities book, and I've been really enjoying playing my army. Mm-hmm. Um, all my games so far have been really good. Uh, nice. I'm excited to play more. Yeah. Uh, also, Psychic Awakening Whoa. is on the way. Big news. Oh my god. This is something they've been hinting at for quite a while, and we're finally now getting to the first book. It's called uh, Phoenix Arising, if I remember correctly. Mm-hmm. This will be going up for pre-order on the 12th uh, this coming Saturday, which means that it will be released on the 19th. The, fall, the, uh, the, the Saturday after that, which just so happens to be the cutoff date for new material for the SoCal Open. Mm-hmm. So this will be the last thing that gets to be introduced into the game before we go to the SoCal Open. Um, it's going to be fun to see it in action. Unfortunately, that 
That means if you are a Drukari or Eldari player or whatever else happens to be in this book, uh, you're only going to have like two days mm -hmm. to get your list adjusted to it before lists are due. Lists are due on the 21st for SoCal Open. So you need to get that, um, uh, keep that in mind. It's going to be a really short ramp up. Uh, and to talk about it a little bit, I wish we could say more because it's really exciting. Um, Psychic Awakening in general is going to have a really big impact on the game. Mm -hmm. There's, it's, it's such a humongous uh, set of, of rules and lore. Uh, it's really going to spice the game up a lot. And I've been, as I've been telling people, uh, put on your seatbelts because the next, you know, for the foreseeable future for 40K, it is going to be a wild ride. Mm -hmm. The game is going to be in constant flux. Uh, you're going to be getting hit with stuff so fast and so frequently. It's frankly going to be difficult to keep up with everything because, you know, you got Psychic Awakening and this is introducing a lot of subtle but meaningful changes to uh, all the Eldar mm -hmm. uh, armies. And uh, you, we've got Chapter Approved on the horizon. That's going to make bring big changes with lots of points adjustments. Um, and all the the rest of Psychic Awakening, which it touches on pretty much everything in the game. Um, these are going to be coming out, I believe, pretty quickly. Mm -hmm. So it's it's going to be pretty pretty nuts going up into the LVO. Um, it, 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 the meta is not going to settle at all. Uh, it, it's going to be pretty wild. But why don't we talk about some of the stuff that's been revealed mm -hmm. uh, in Psychic Awakening. So far they've been talking about um, uh, all the Eldar races. And one of the cool things that they mentioned recently on the Warhammer community page is that there are 22 craft world attributes to choose from. Uh, basically what it is, it's very similar to the Space Marine book where you can make a successor chapter and choose two attributes to apply to it. Uh, there's trade-offs. You don't get access to a lot of the stuff that the named craft worlds get, but you get to kind of, you know, fine tune your army um, when you go down this route. Mm -hmm. So some of the things that they've talked about, Children of Cain is one of them. Uh, <clears throat> when resolving an attack made with a melee weapon by an aspect warrior model with this attribute on an unmodified roll of a, a wound roll of a six, you do plus one damage. Mm -hmm. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> particularly when you combine it with things like Doom, you know, uh, one of the staple Eldar mm -hmm. powers, uh, all of a sudden Howling Banshees can become you know, a little bit scarier to things like Space Marines, right? They're AP3, and Primaris Marines are becoming more and more popular. Uh, having a, uh, the ability to do two damage is a big deal. Mm -hmm. And the ironically, the fact that Banshees are only Strength 3, if you do have a target that's doomed, it actually increases the odds that you're going to... What is doomed? Fish for the sixes. Reroll failed wounds. Okay. So you, you reroll, you're only winning on fives and sixes. Yeah. And uh, then you're rerolling everything else. So you're fishing for those sixes. Yeah. And especially on like Howling Banshees or other units that pump out a ton of attacks mm -hmm. um, where you don't really care about wounding high. You just want to get those exploding sixes and, yeah. you know, get that damage up output. That's really cool. And then for things like Shining Spears, you know, who already hit hard, mm -hmm. if you were to take something like this, then they become much more threatening to, you know, aggressors and centurions and, mm -hmm. Things like that that are going to be really, really common in the meta as we ride this wave of Space Marine dominance mm. that um, that we're in the middle of. Uh, so this is going to help. You know, will it be enough? Is this going to like all of a sudden make Eldar able to go toe to toe with Iron Hands? No problem. We'll see. Mm -hmm. It's not you know, it's not like a gigantic change, but it's giving you a lot more a lot more tools. Um, and here's another example of of what I was talking about. 
Uh, they talk about a CP, uh, one CP stratagem exemplar of the Banshee Shrine. Use the stratagem before the battle when you select a Helling Banshee Ezark power from the list, and you can take an ability in addition to War Shout. So, the kind of the the coolest thing, in my opinion, in there, and I'm biased because I, I my two Eldar armies that I play, one of them is a Bealtan Swordwind where I use every single aspect. Mm -hmm. So for me, this is really cool. But uh, they give you alternative powers for your Ezark. So, uh, for example, War Shout is what the Howling Banshee Ezark comes with. It's really, really good. You're probably not going to want to switch it out. It's one of the best things they have. Yeah, War Shout does... Minus one to hit. Nice. For the unit. It's, it's really, really strong. Right. Right. Uh, and Banshees are so much better than people give them credit for. And they're so fast. I remember you, even in the beginning of the 8th edition, you would play your Footdar list and you would routinely get first turn charges the banshees banshees can go they can theoretically now go like 48 yeah. or 46 inches yeah and it was like surprising was yeah like, oh. and then they would hit you so hard and you can't overwatch them yep right so like they're really they don't kill a lot of stuff right that's not people get hung up on that like oh they don't do any damage i'm like they're dirt cheap mm -hmm. they're lightning fast and and right now where the game is the ability to ignore overwatch is so yeah. so valuable yeah it you can use them to go back and touch units that don't want to be touched to stop them from shooting, wrap things up. Um, there, there's just so many things that make them really good. And then again, there's all kinds of other stratagems like matchless agility and stuff that can make them actually relatively hard to kill. Mm -hmm. um, but back on topic, yeah. uh, the Ezarks for all the different aspect warriors have all these really, really cool options that you can either replace the Ezarks ability or for one CP, give them an additional ability and uh did they show yeah so they're showing the one of the ones you can um give to the the howling banshee Ezark disarming strike at the start of the fight phase select one enemy model within one inch of this unit's howling banshee Ezark. subtract two from the number of attacks uh that enemy, enemy model has until the end of that phase so yeah. that's extremely good right yeah so like for example a lot of people are, are very you know hot under the collar about the insane uh, Leviathan Dreadnought for Iron Hands. Uh, and for good reason, it, it's extremely strong. But with a unit of like Howling Banshees, for example, you could go into it, it can't overwatch you. Mm -hmm. You wrap him up, you make him uh, potentially minus two to be hit, and you take two attacks away from it. Yeah. That thing is no longer a threat, it's out of the game. With a, a unit that costs no points. Mm -hmm. So. Like when people are reading this, the power may not jump off the, it may not scream power at you. It's subtle, but there's, it, it, for the smart yeah. player, there's so much there. It doesn't hit you like to an work iron with. hand. It doesn't hit you like, like an iron hand, yeah. like an iron pimp hand. Mm -hmm. um, and the cool thing too is that like a lot of the aspect warriors, their Ezark has a stupid ability. Mm -hmm. Or I shouldn't say stupid. They have an ability that's less useful. And some of the options that you get are really, really strong, right? Uh, I can't, I wish I could say more, but I can't. How, uh, an example, the, the Dark Reapers, one of the options, two of the options that they get for their Ezark is, are, they're huge. They're extremely good. Um, and a lot of the, a lot of the other aspect warriors that you don't see much, they have some options in there that make that unit very interesting. Mm -hmm. Lots of like movement shenanigans, um, ways to make them more lethal, uh, sometimes just to give them a little bit of utility that, that could make them really valuable in your list. So I, I'm really excited about it. I think it's very cool. Mm -hmm. You know, we'll wait to see how the community reacts when they get their book, the book in their hands. Uh, and of course, this weekend we can go into more depth. Uh, do you want to scroll up a little bit, buddy? 
So Hail of Doom, um, that's another ability that they were showing off. Uh, when resolving an attack made with a shuriken weapon by a model with this attribute against an enemy unit that uh, within 12 inches, you increase the AP. Um, this one's really cool. So, you know, Dire Avengers, for example, mm -hmm. um, they get in within 12 inches and all of a sudden they're AP1. And then ob obviously uh, sixes are still AP3. Mm -hmm. So it makes them a lot more viable against a lot of the Marines that we're going to be seeing, stuff like that. Or just, you know, more more viable in general. And <clears throat> if you really like using shuriken weapons, um, it's not the most popular in the meta right now. Mm -hmm. But if you do, um, there's lots of other things that you can layer with this to make your shuriken weapons just way much, much more scary. Yeah. Which is cool. Shuriken against uh, power armor is not it's good. horrible. Yeah. It's really good. Yeah. And again, especially with Doom, mm -hmm. it's really nasty. Yeah. Right? Like... Uh, I play Beel 10. I know it's not the most popular. It's my favorite. I also mm -hmm. play Yandin. But uh, when you have Dire Avengers, I run a bunch of Dire Avengers with Azurman. Mm -hmm. And he gives them a four up invul save. And then they reroll once to hit on their own. So then all of a sudden, when you have all these different abilities that you can take, all this, your Dire Avengers shooting output can become dramatically better. Now, you're, you're giving up a lot to do that because you're not getting some of the craft world specifics like buffs. But if you build an army for it, it can be pretty cool. Mm -hmm. Uh, jumping into chat really quick, uh, NH5357 says just kite the Leviathan around the table. Yeah, the Leviathan, it, it's dumb how resilient it can be, but, um, it's really not, I don't, it's not going to break the game or anything mm -hmm. like that. Never mind, Jamba, are the Croft World units increased in price? If I remember correctly, they don't get any price, uh, adjustments in Psychic Awakening. I don't think they do. Um, chapter approved is where you see points adjustments. Uh, Ty Winning says, remember Temple Launchers where they look like they're back on the table, boys? Yeah, I don't know how much you guys all have seen, but um, I will say Ty Winning is right. Tempest Launchers are going to be even crazier than they already were, and mm -hmm. they were really good already. Um, that That's, that's going to be a big tool that goes in the Eldar toolbox. Um, Kill Team Stream says SoCal Open Hype. Yep. Uh, Kill Team is up to like 30-something mm. players for both day, <laughs> uh, each day is uh, 30 or more. So very cool. Uh, I, Noah, took the family on a vacation to Ocean Beach, stayed at B&B. &B. Um, oh, it was the weekend that we were all sick. I'm sorry we missed you, bud. That's, we're yeah. all still recovering, too. Which I still have a little like that's a, little a cough. Whatever you brought back, something in the UK got you. It was an international. Yeah, I got sick as Because it was be. just like a, it was like a proximity thing. Like normally you have to have someone sneeze on you or you share a drink or something. Everybody does. But like you, it was just a proximity. Like everyone in the office yeah. came down. I started feeling sick at the LGT. Like yeah. I started feeling hot. I was like, oh boy. But it, it didn't hit me yeah. until I got home. And then I was just like, oh my gosh. Yeah, it was rough. Uh, all right, let's jump back over to the show notes. Okay. Or, and then I'm also Ty Winnie was talking about how Banshees, while good, how is it going to take on three Iron Hand Storm Talons? Oh well, yeah, the... <laughs> You're 100% right. It's going to be about who goes first. So you need to get those special dice ready, if you know what I mean. <laughs> get, the, get, get the six special. So uh, unfortunately, yeah, if, if for Eldar specifically, if you're, playing, if you're playing Iron Hands with three repulsors, that's going to be a tough game, but it's not impossible. Um, but if you're playing three Storm Talons and you're taking a lot of Eldar infantry, they get obliterated by oh. those things. It's so bad. Yeah, but I mean, look at it this way. You can get lunch early. Yeah, it's rough. Don't I mean, enjoy yourself. I've done the math on it. A Crimson Hunter, a Crimson Hunter, Azark, or a Crimson Hunter um, can take out a Storm Talon 
it's not a guarantee. You might have to shoot one more unit at it to finish it off. But um, if you can get him away from uh, Ironstone and or the five up invul save, a Crimson Hunter will kill a Storm Talon for sure. It's just, it's tough, man. And a Stormhawk shooting at a Crimson Hunter is bad. It's bad. Um, yeah, the, 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 Air, the, the Iron Hands Air Force is going to be the better list, in my opinion. I'm seeing so far everybody playing with Dreadnoughts, which I think is really cool. Uh, and the Repulsor Execute, the Triple Repulsor Executioner. That's like the the list we're seeing right now. But put, you know, I'll I'll make my prediction that the the, the Iron Hands Air Force is going to be the actually very scary army. Uh, it's just for what you get for the points, it's insane. Uh, they're just so good. Uh, so let's take a look at some of the other cool options that they showed off. Wrath of the Dead was a neat one. So uh, when, when resolving an attack made by a Wraith construct with this ability, reroll a wound roll of one. That's really, really strong. And uh, again, this is one of those choose-your-own-adventure... Right, so if someone's playing like a whole construct list with yep. uh, Wraith Knights and Wraith Guard yep. and that stuff, this would be a great... Everything would be reroll wounds of one. Yeah. Jeez. So yeah. Uh, and it's just like in shooting and melee, it's very, very good. Yeah. It's really good because most Wraith weapons are wounding on twos mm -hmm. uh you know like heavy wraith cannons on the wraith knight i know they're, they're they're overpriced right now they're not getting a lot of play um but they're, they're wounding almost anything in the game on a two wraith cannons are wounding almost anything on a two or a three at worst uh same with the d scythes uh, in melee um, they're often wounding on threes or twos so this makes them way more um, efficient mm -hmm. this one i think would be worthwhile looking at as opposed to to giving up some of the stuff you get with the Andin, because mm -hmm. um, you know the Cytronome of the Andin is so good for like wraith armies, yeah, like that kind of stuff. Yeah. yeah, it's incredibly good. Another one, Ghost Walk, which is a really cool ability. Uh, it's oh yeah, and they have a full set of new psychic powers as yeah. well. Runes of Fortune, which uh, was a thing way back in the remember they used to have yeah, the fortune powers, I think so. right? Yeah, I think they I used to have the three different disciplines, didn't they? Yeah, I think so. I think yeah, it, yeah I can't remember off the top way of my head. back when. But uh, Ghost Walk has a warp charge value of six. If manifested, select one friendly craft world unit within six inches of the Psyker until the start of your next psychic phase when a charge roll is made, add two. That's really, really good. The, the Anything like this in the game now, especially with the way we're going with this insane Overwatch that a lot of armies have, mm -hmm. uh, like Iron Hands, for example, hitting on fives with a, with a chapter master with a four reroll, it's bananas. It makes it extremely difficult to charge these things, which again is why Howling Banshees are so valuable because mm -hmm. they can go in and just tag things and then let your real assault units come in with no overwatch, mm -hmm. right? That's, I, I bang that drum all the time. Like Howling Banshees are so much better than they get credit for. You know, if you're playing Tau, mm -hmm. they can go in and eat all the overwatch and, uh, or mo you know, a lot of it. And then your other units could come in. It's not as bad. Um, you know, Ultramarines now can overwatch extremely well too. And hold on to your shorts. Cause when Salamanders hit the table, they're going to be literally impossible to charge for many armies if you don't have a way to get around. Like, as impossible as a vehicle on a rune. <laughs> right. Um, I, I, I can't say much yet, but I, Salaman, I, I've been saying that they're the big X factor. They might be better than Iron Hands. I, 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 know, I hate to I say know. that. Iron Hands is the answer to everything, though. I, I if think you're a terrible so. player like me, you're just like, it's just nectar. That is the upside to the Iron Hands yeah. is that uh, they're very forgiving. Like mm -hmm. the example I always use, and I know a lot of people are rolling their eyes out of their head right now, but this, this, it is true. In fifth edition, when Grey Knights were the most broken thing we've ever seen, when you would literally go to a tournament and 50% of the field would be Grey Knights, mm -hmm. that's not an exaggeration. Yeah, because of four twin-linked strength eight shots. Which was the height of, of broken. Oh. 
Uh, and yeah. now that's that's quaint. Yeah, now um, you, that's garbage. Yeah. Uh, I remember, I hated, you. if anybody listened to the podcast back then, I was so negative and so salty. I hated them. But the one thing I can say, the one, the silver lining, if, if you're willing to look at it in that way, whenever somebody came into the store and was just starting to play 40K and they were like maybe 12, 13 year old kid, their parents were getting a little bit of sticker shock by looking at the price of everything. It was such an easy sell to get, and it was such an easy way to get someone into the hobby to just go like, well, hey, check these guys out, the Grey Knights. They're like even cooler than Space Marines. Mm-hmm. You only need to, to buy a couple boxes and you have a whole army and they're the best army in the game. Mm-hmm. It was such an easy way to get someone into 40 Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> is that going to offset uh, the impact they have? I don't know, but... It, you mean for Salamanders? Uh, Iron Hands. Oh, for the Iron, Iron Hands. Hands. They're just yeah. so easy to play because they're so forgiving. You know yeah, what I, mean? I mean, if you're a mid-level player... Or a low-level player like myself, um, just play them. It's, just give in. It's like, <laughs> like you know, like when the Borg, they get your ship, right? And they're like, "All right, well, prepare to be assimilated." You should be like, "Yeah, okay." It's like, uh, right. it's like going. I'm like, "You're you're strong. You got me." I was about to make a really bad joke. I'm glad you interrupted me. Good. Uh, yeah. Just do it. Right. It, you know what? Iron it, hands. Just do it. This should have the little the Nike, Nike stripe or the, just the GW swoosh, and you're gonna win. All right. You're not going to win all your games. <laughs> they, they have some really bad yeah. matchups. Like we were uh, yeah. over the weekend in the shop. We had a lot of people came in to play some games and we were uh, brainstorming. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're going to have some bad matchups. Like uh, Haywire Jet Bike Eldar is going to be really, really rough for them. Harlequins are so good. Nobody plays them. Well, if, if I was an Eldar player, like if I was an, uh, an Eldari player, like yeah. Eldar Soup, uh, if you're not trying to be Craftworld or you're not trying to be Jakari, if, mm-hmm. if you play Eldar Mixed Eldar, Right now, with the, the vehicle-heavy meta that we're in, I would just take 18 Haywire Jet Bikes, and that would be the core of my army. Just to start the list? Yeah, just to yeah. start, because they're good, they're good against anything. Yeah, They have enough shots. They're, they're good against hordes. They're good in melee. They're fast. Aren't they hard to hit also? Yeah. 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 Minus one to hit. And they have a four-up in save. Yeah. They're just a good unit. They're really, really, really good. Mm-hmm. Like, and, and then they make mincemeat out of vehicles. Yeah. Um, so... It, if that was if I was an Eldari player and I was playing mixed Eldar, I play pure craft world. But mm-hmm. if I if I if I didn't, I would start with eighteen Haywire jet bikes. Yeah, right. It just they're just so so ridiculously good in the meta that we're in right now. Um, you know, with lots of knights and then lots of uh, uh, skimmer tanks, mm-hmm. uh, lots of flyers. They just they're an answer to all of those things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, you go against uh, uh, even against flyers, right? Yeah. So like you go against somebody with their Iron Hands Air Force, you're just like cool. Yeah, I mean, the minus one hit's not that bad. Here we go. And he's like, ooh, I have an iron stone and an invul save. You're like, I don't care. I'm going to blow you out of the I'm sky. do a million yeah. mortal wounds on you. And then the, cause, because they're resilient, they actually stand a chance of taking the shots and not dying. Mm-hmm. So there, there, there's going to be some tough matchups. And humorously, um, a lot of the other space marines are actually really good at fighting iron hands. Humorously, like white scars definitely have the tools to mm-hmm. fight them. Imperial fists, when, when, when you all see what they can do, they definitely can have have the tools to fight them. Mm-hmm. That one is going to be a crap shot. I'm really interested because Imperial Fists, uh, they, they, Iron Hands have the tools to just smoke them. Because right now, what's their chapter tactics in the Codex? Exploding things? sixes with bolt weapons. Yeah. yeah. And their uh, Imperial Fists are without a doubt the most powerful long-range shooting army uh, mm-hmm. uh, out of all the Space Marines. Yeah. No, no question. When, when you all see what they can do. And we, I mean, yeah, we can't say much, but we can 
we can speculate that they've always been very good at shooting at buildings and vehicles. Yeah, I mean, it's I don't I, I don't think anybody's gonna be surprised. Yeah. I'll, I'll say this: Imperial Fist's uh, supplement is not. It's not like it doesn't have the bells and whistles. It's very meat and potatoes, but what it does, it does exceptionally well. But that's like perfect for Imperial Fist. Yeah. They are literally meat and potatoes. They sit on their cot, they eat their tin of beef, and they they say their prayers. Emperor approved beef. They say say their prayer and then they go to bed. (laughs) Maybe a little scrimshaw, maybe a little self flagellation because they like that stuff. Ooh, this is a a family show. Don't talk about self flagellation. It's a Friday night. Yeah. (laughs) Light, Light some candles. A little bit of self-punishment because you failed to the emperor. That's what I like to do. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. Anyways. That was, that, that's start. Save the rest of that. We'll save that. That's the novel. It's coming out. Signals After yeah. Dark. <laughs> that's your fan That's pick. a novel. It also includes Jane Czar. So, Ooh. you know. Ooh. Although, speaking of Jane Czar. Mariana's Zarr, looking. She's ready for this one. Uh, that's uh, raw dog fanfic right there. So speaking of Jane Zar in a book though, which is very apropos because her model just got redone. Yeah. Uh, if you want to read an awesome, if you want to read amazing uh, Black Library books, period, read the, the Night Lords trilogy. Yeah. It's particularly book three when the Night Lords crew goes to battle with Eldar and Jane Zar is there. The yeah. way that she's described as fighting, it's one of the coolest things I've read. Yeah, yeah, I did. I read that. She that, moves that... so fast, they literally can, they can barely see her. Well, they stole the salamander's Terminator armor. Yeah. And then she was cutting that into pieces. She was cutting them in half. They were like, what? <laughs> and they're and they're trying to shoot her, but she's moving it so wasn't the dreadnought trying can't. to get her? Like she yeah, that was a yeah. really good novel. It was so good. Was that the last one he did? Uh no, he's written other things, but that was the last of the Night Lords books. Of it, those that that crew, which is yeah. amazing. Yeah. And I've said this a million times, but you know, credit where it's due. A lot of the Black Note library books are really poor. Um, a lot of it's bolter porn. They're, they're just bad. Time. They're yeah. bad. But those books are extremely well written. And that's by Aaron Dembski Bowden yeah. specifically, so good. who is very, very, very. So one of the things that they they have trouble with a lot of Black Library books is it it is literally bolter porn. It just doesn't matter who what the characters are. It's the, literally the same thing. They're going to go and shoot a lot of the characters are one dimensional. But Aaron Dembski Bowden uh, is he, very good at writing characters. He made you extremely good at writing. He made characters. you empathize with these absolute villains. These lunatics. Yeah, they're literally like one of them like talks to a corn. corn yeah and he's actually not the worst one of them right he, he's just like a psychopath so yeah anyways ah, that's so good look. but um at any rate uh um, we're getting off in the weeds here yeah well we'll finish our thought on that but okay. um because i'm sure people are, would like to know but yeah uh iron because every iron hands is the boogeyman right, right now. now it is yeah. um white scars have the tools to fight them iron hands have the tools salamanders I'm, I'm, I'm actually worried about something. We need to do a show where we go through every codex and say, this is your tool against the Iron Hands. Yeah, Grey well, Knights, um, pass. Hey, you know what? What else? Psychic Awakening. <laughs> Psychic Awakening is going to give a lot of... Dark Angels. Actually, Dark love. Angels have a lot of... They're fast and they can hit hard. Psychic Awakening gives a lot of love to a lot of armies, especially some of the bad armies right now, like Grey okay. Knights. What about Space Wolves? Um I can't, I, I can't give me details. Of well, course. everything. So everything's being touched, though, right? You can at least say that. I think they've actually S- some. Some of the books give more than others, and I think if you're a player of one of the weaker armies, you should get excited. There's okay. some really good stuff coming. All right, um, I'll, I'll be patient. But salamanders, if, if salamanders hit the hardest of all the space marines by a mile, like it, it's it's like frankly, if you think the Leviathan is dumb. Wait till you see some of what the salamanders can do. It's shocking. Mm. Um, Are you saying that in a good way or a bad way? I don't know it how. It sounds I, to me like you're excited about that. I don't know how I feel about it <laughs> yet. I'm a little worried. Yeah. But uh, they will, 
if they can do their combos on Iron Hands, they will obliterate yeah. them. Good for Primera Space Marine sales, though. Let's do that. It's a whole new world. The, um, the, the thing with Salamanders is that not only do they hit the hardest by far, by far, they also have the second best defense, mm-hmm. and they're good in melee, too. So it's like they might be the best uh, of them. It, they, they really, they, they may. We'll see. We'll see. Um, it's harder to do all their stuff, though. That's the trade-off. Whereas with, with Iron Hands and, and Imperial Fist, really, too, mm-hmm. it's very straightforward how, how to play them. And, you know, even now with Vigilus, um, the, the Siegebreaker cohort that's available to uh, Imperial Fist players, like, right now, they'll shoot uh, Iron Hands' uh, vehicle army off the table. Like So the Vigilus stuff is all still legal, right? Yep. Even Even for new codexes that are coming out? Yep. Okay. Because the, the Siegebreaker cohort just annihilates uh, vehicles, mm-hmm. right? So, like, without even having their codex, Imperial Fists can counter Iron Hands really well. But, again, and this is my biggest complaint, I really like the new Space Marines. Uh, some of them go too far, but uh, it's just too much of a first-turn game. That's my biggest complaint. Mm-hmm. Especially Marine-on-Marine fights because they just shred each other. Yeah. Right? Like, if you have three Storm Talons and you're playing against... Um, an Imperial Fists or whatever, um, uh, a White Scars melee army, you're going to just chew his infantry up like nothing. Like, you just annihilate them. Yeah. You know, AP2, 97% accuracy. But if they go first, they could shit-can you on the first turn. So mm-hmm. <clears throat> that part of it is, you know, I'm, I'm not 100% uh, stoked on. But generally speaking, I would like to see all the codexes be like the Space Marines. With, because they really feel like the lore of the chapter. They play yeah. like that you think they would, and that, that's a win. It is cool. I mean, I, I, I'm happy to see all this new stuff. I like new toys as much as the next guy, but uh, I am worried about the and I say this every show almost. I feel like the extreme offensive capabilities of yeah. a lot of these armies, where it's literally a first turn game, and like you, it just depends on who is lucky to roll that dice to go first. And it doesn't matter how your deployment is, you're still going to lose, you know, 25, 50% of your army on turn one. And then you're just like, okay. Like, I just, I feel like we're getting to that point. And I don't know. It's too, you can't turn back at this point. You just, you just, so just let's, I guess, I guess the answer at this point was to make it fair for everyone to wipe their opponent out on turn one. But it's just not fun. It's, I mean, I expect to play a game and not get wiped out because I can't, there's nothing I can do. It's, it's not, it's not that bad. But, um, and I know. Montfranc Mont says, did I miss the Eldar discussion? We will come back to that. I, I promise we've gone off on a tangent here. Yeah. I, I apologize. But it's relevant. It's it's topical. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, that's actually a good time to, to mention some of the stuff. Um, uh, terrain is, 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 dram- is massively important. You have to have good terrain. Mm-hmm. In this edition, we've been saying that since 8th came out. You have to have good terrain. If you don't, it's really, it's not a fun game mm-hmm. if you don't have good terrain. And I know there's still some people online that are like a, a negative against things like uh, Enclosed Ruins, which again, that is not something the ITC made up. That's just playing ruins out of the book as mm-hmm. they are presented in the book. It's a book rule. It's not an ITC rule. The only thing we did to change it was say you couldn't fly into them, which mm-hmm. is absurd. Like you can't fly a flyer into a building, which raw you can do, but that's mm-hmm. dumb and it wasn't yeah. the intent. Um, but there, there's a reason why those things are good is because it allows a lot of infantry units specifically that have no place on the table if they can't hide. Mm-hmm. It makes them viable things like 
Howling Banshees, for yeah. example. Things like Incubi, uh, the other unit that just came out, which we'll talk about. It gives them a way to actually play in the game with this hyper offense, mm-hmm. right? If you're worried about Iron Hands, uh, Enclosed Ruins will help a lot. The Dreadnoughts can't go in there. The the the, the incredibly potent Storm Talents can't shoot you mm-hmm. in there. Uh, the Repulsor Executioners, it, it, it means that you can't just take the best units, uh, the best vehicle units and monster units, throw them in your list, and expect to just blow somebody off the table. So that if you if you don't like the first turn meta, you want more buildings on the table because it really does help fix it. Mm-hmm. It gives you an opportunity to use movement uh, to deny your opponent the ability to just shoot you anywhere on the table, which mm-hmm. is not very fun. Yeah. Um, th- yeah, and, but there's also first turn assaults that can happen on yeah. any part of the game board where it doesn't matter where you are. Like I played Frankie recently and... It was my first experience against like a fully kitted out Lord Discordant about what they can do when warp timed. And I think his charge was like 42 inches. Yeah. And I was just like, yeah, I'm sure I didn't have the bubble wrap, but like that really shouldn't, it's getting to the point where you're forced to take things even if you don't really want you have to. to. Your screen game has to be on point. Right. But um, most people don't know that. You know what I mean? Like you go, like, let's just take for an example, somebody who's, you're, you're getting your buddy into the game. They're like, what is this, this game play with these little toy men? And you're like, okay, well it's more hammer. That's how you play. Here's a starter set. You get started. And then they go in, they just get wrecked again and again and again and again. And you're just like, well, yeah, but you have to you have to take these units that aren't very good, but they block all the stuff. And since that's become now the part of the game, maybe I don't know if that was always intended to be part of the game. But you have to now. You like, yeah. you live, like I don't like the fact that you have to do something. Well, I mean, like when you're writing your list, okay, well, I have stuff that can hold up, turn one charge, and I don't know. That's just me. I'm old, but. You, you need to be able to screen in this edition of the game. Right. Like, that is just, the, is just the way it is. Yeah, no, I get it. Like, yeah. no, no, the drunk. Like, screening units are needed. But it's like, we're playing a game now where it's, like, I don't know, then maybe make a bigger point that you need screening units. Like, don't, like, if you're going to write a, co- a rule book, right, this game, you're going to get charged in turn one, you need screening units. Be upfront about it. I don't know. It's just more like, if we're going to, if we're going to all accept this, like, where you have armies that can wipe you out on turn one through shooting or assault, then it needs to be up front when you're starting the game. It's, it's, the thing is, we all, we're just going to accept it. Like, that's how the game is played. We all embellish that. That's not actually the case. You know, like, people aren't literally tabling you on turn one. I'm sure everyone can think of an example okay, or something. you. But, it's, like, if you go, just go watch tournament videos. Like, that's mm-hmm. just, it, it's not the way the, the game plays in reality. Yeah. If you do make a bunch of mistakes, yes, it can and Just remember, I'm coming from the point of view of, of the not a good player. So, like, you know, who's punished more for bad decision makings and deployment? Um, um, yeah, the deployment yeah. has always been the most important. Again, caveat, the game. just a little rant. Still love the game. It's amazing. So. Yeah. All right. Well, let's talk about uh, the uh, other half. Well, and then we'll talk more about, uh, I think we can start talking about Space Marines probably in a week or two, yeah. the uh, Imperial Fist and Salamanders. Mm-hmm. So, maybe on the next episode of the following, we'll be able to go all the way into it. Yeah. And, and then the full horror. <laughs> of the Space Marine release will be revealed. Mm. Um, and it'll be really interesting to see who comes out on top because I, I think it might actually be the Salamanders, but we'll see. Uh, Cabal Obsessions, so these are uh, choose-your-own-adventure mm-hmm. traits for Drukari. Now, the cool thing about Drukari, more than I think anybody else, is that it's going to be a lot easier for them to take advantage of this because they tend to play with, like, three detachments anyway. Mm-hmm. Whereas Eldar... It, sometimes, like, yeah, I feel like you're giving up a lot by giving up some of the craft world abilities. But with Jukari, you can just take it in. You just take a black heart detachment and still get all that cool stuff. Mm-hmm. And then you can make another detachment that does, you know, exactly what you want. So I think Jukari players are going to be able to take advantage of this quite a bit. 
Uh, I could be wrong on that. We'll see. But uh, here's the first one that they show you. Toxin Crafters. When resolving an attack, made with the poison weapon by a model with a succession. On an odd modified wound roll of a six, add one to the damage characteristic mm -hmm. uh, of that weapon. And uh, that's obviously really, really good. So um, in this meta, where we're getting more multi-wound models going to be more prevalent. I think that this is going to be more popular. Um, and anything that buffs, buffs poison weapons is just cool for them. Uh, Mobile Raiders, another one, add three inches to the move char characteristic of models with this obsession that can fly. Um, anything that increases your movement is incredibly powerful in mm -hmm. 40k. It always has been. Movement is the phase of the game where the master of the game displays their talent. Um, and, you know, being they're already blisteringly fast. This makes them just even crazier right. fast. They're transports, too, because you want to get these guys up the field yep. into assault as soon as possible. Uh, some of the Witch Cult obsessions that they showed off. I'm going to scroll down a little bit, buddy. Mm -hmm. Test of skill. When resolving an attack made by a model with this obsession against a monster or vehicle unit in which any models have a wound characteristic of 10 or more, add one to the wound roll. That's obviously very, very good. Mm -hmm. uh, again, it's very meta. It's very meta. Because yeah. uh, monsters aren't as popular as they used to be. They are still prevalent. What is considered a monster? Uh, Tyranid? Hive Tyrant. Okay. Uh, Demon Princes are, but they don't have 10 or more wounds, so it mm -hmm. doesn't apply. But uh, the vehicle side of it is very apropos because the, the, the meta ha is and has been for a while now a vehicle heavy meta. Mm -hmm. So if you've got uh, units that are going into a Repulsor Executioner or uh, a Leviathan Dreadnought or whatever the heck the case may be, mm -hmm. uh, this is obviously going to help you out. Yeah. Uh, to help them take them out. Uh, even, you know, uh, Reaver jet bikes, right? They can charge things with the fly keyword, you mm -hmm. know, it could, could come in handy. Uh, acrobatic display, if you select the Switch Cult Obsession, you cannot select a second. So these are the ones that are very powerful. Uh, while it's a model with this obsession that has an invulnerable save is within one inch of an enemy unit, improve its invulnerable save by one to mm -hmm. a maximum of three plus. While a model with this obsession <laughs> that does not have an invulnerable save is within uh, one inch of enemy units, it gets a six up invul save. So obviously this is incredibly good for witches yeah right you go in you're gonna you're gonna be extremely durable uh to melee attacks and what's then you their can normal invul save four so they have a three up yeah, it's yeah i think incubi also have a base they do not incubi have a three up armor oh uh, i'm just thinking just uh drazar yeah. yep. um i don't think drazar does either actually i think it's a five did it mm -hmm. i can't remember yeah. but um obviously this is really good mm. so you send your which witches are so freaking good and they can hold people in combat, yeah. which is the best thing. And yeah. the way that the mechanic works, if you take a shard net, the odds are very much in your favor that you hold them in combat. Yeah. So um, using little key units of witches to fly up and tag like an aggressor unit. And again, mm -hmm. if you've got something like a ruin that you can charge from behind so mm -hmm. that you don't get obliterated with Overwatch, that's really good. Yeah. And then the, they can go in, tag them, hold them in combat. Oh, they have a power fist. I don't care. I'm a, uh, a really strong invul save. Yeah. These, these are, there's like was, an option for you. Like I was yeah. saying, they don't scream power, but they're, they're going to be really useful and frustrating for your opponent. Who's like, I have this awesome six unit. man. Aggressor yeah. unit. And you sign uh, up for the whole game. You're like, dang it. Yeah. He's like this little unit of witches <laughs> is holding me up. Yeah. Uh, homunculus coven obsessions. They're going to preview a couple of those dark harvest. <clears throat> After a unit with this obsession finishes a charge move for each model in that unit, you can select one enemy unit within one inch. On a five up, that enemy takes a mortal wound. Um, for each model in that unit, you can select... Okay, this is one of the good versions where it's the whole unit. doesn't matter who makes it in to combat. So you have 10 racks. They go in, they're going to do three, maybe four mortal wounds. That's mm -hmm. nice. 
That's that's really useful. Yeah. Um, another one, experimental creations. Add one to the strength characteristic of all models with a succession. When resolving an attack made with a poison weapon by a model with a succession against a unit that has a lower toughness characteristic than the attacking model, add one to the wound roll. Um, pretty cool. You, on racks, um, a lot of times you can get up to T5 very easily. Mm-hmm. And uh, plus one strength. Um, add one to the wound roll. So you'll be wounding very frequently on threes, maybe even twos. Nice. Yeah. Because uh, remember, racks have poisoned uh, weapons in melee. Yeah. And um, um, yeah, I mean, especially with Urian, who gives you plus one strength and toughness, that'd be a really good combo. Mm-hmm. So are they going to be a close combat powerhouse? Probably not, but it definitely helps. It's better than a slap in the teeth. Better than a kick in the in the nuts. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the other article that they displayed shows off the new, very cool Jane's R and uh, uh, Drezar plastic models. They're beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, showing off the new uh, Incubi and uh, Howling Banshees, which are also plastic. Very cool. Yep. And just kind of going through some of what they do. It, largely, they're not changed. Uh, Jane Zar, in my opinion, unfortunately got worse. She lost her ability, her disarm, mm-hmm. and gained um, a, an attack, which she gets one attack for every model within two inches. It could That can be good on occasion, right? Maybe you're in base-to-base with like 20 gaunts or something or uh you're within two inches of like a bunch of old boys yeah yeah. and maybe then it'll be good but i would have rather had disarming strike that Mm -hmm. was a really good power yeah um so jane's are is she going to be on every table probably not but she's still really good that's such a cool that model she's amazing is amazing yeah it's really it's so cool super good uh they just kind of go through some of the cool abilities that they have like i said they're largely unchanged Mm -hmm. um Depending on your point of view, I think Banshees are totally worth it because of the utility that they bring. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, your mileage may vary. I know most people don't play them, so I know I'm in the... What is it? Minority. She has the Cry of War unending. Um, um, yeah. They always fight first, even if they didn't charge. Yeah, I think she already had that power. It's pretty cool, though. Yeah, it is. Nah. It is. It's just the, the downside is they just don't hit very yeah. hard, right? So it's like, eh. But it, it is cool. It's useful. Yeah. Right. And in a meta where you're going to see more and more power armor, <clears throat> and a lot of the times this power armor does not have an invul save, Howling Banshees, may, they, they might actually start doing some work. Yeah. Uh, particularly with Doom. Uh, Incubi, on the other hand, are, I think they might actually make a comeback. Well, they might make an appearance. Mm-hmm. They didn't really, it's not really a comeback when they weren't getting taken in the first place. But uh, again, for the same reason, Incubi have three attacks. They're AP3, they're strength four. Uh, they can do some work against Marines. Mm-hmm. And uh, 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 Drezar gives them plus one to wound. Yeah. So they're going to be wounding most Marines on threes. Now that that's getting pretty scary. Um, Especially with the multi-damage. And with yeah. uh, Drukari, a lot of times you're going to be hitting on twos. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, they could actually go through a unit of Marines. We'll see. I, I'm, I'm trying to you know look at it glass half yeah. full. And him himself, he gets to fight twice when he charges, which is cool. Yeah. Because he has a good amount of attacks. He's he's actually quite good. Yeah. The model. Does he have an invalid? I don't think he, he has. Had. He has a five up. Did they give him that? Did, I don't think he did before. But I could um, be Where does it say that? It does say that he does have a five up somewhere in here. Yep, his five up invul saves makes okay. him a tough opponent for Jane Zar. Oh, yeah, five up. I mean, it's <laughs> better. It's better than nothing. That five up invul save will keep him alive. Um, he has a two up armor save, which I, is usually as the good model as a itself. I'm not armor. super happy with. It's just I don't know. I think it looks amazing. He doesn't that. Everyone's huge everyone, base. People don't like the base, but it's like eh, you whatever. take the base away. It's just this tiny little wimp. No, nah, he looks so cool. Are you kidding me? Maybe. I just haven't seen in person. I, I guess. I love it. I do like the what this heralds for the upcoming other psychic release is where they're focusing on characters and units 
if they continue to do this, which I don't know if they're going to do, and then give those factions, the wider factions, um, the the updates, the rules and stuff like that. So I, I would like to see this with, and again, I have no idea what they're doing. It'd be cool to see this with, with some of the other factions when they come out with some of those old sculpts and old units that really need updates. Yeah. If that makes sense. Like if we see this with, I don't know, I can't even think off the top of my head, but you know what I mean? Yeah. Like that'd be really cool. Yeah, I mean, you, a lot of codexes have this where you have uh, a unit and then like a named character mm -hmm. associated with that unit that buffs the unit. Mm -hmm. And if, if you're going to run Incubi at all, you might as well take Drazar because he makes him dramatically better. Yeah. Um, will, will they, are they going to make a big appearance in the game? I don't know. I yeah. hope so. But um, it's definitely, uh, the models are beautiful and, mm -hmm. and with more and more power armor, I think that they, they may have a place. Mm -hmm. um, uh, let's jump in the chat. What do you guys think about uh, Jakari? <laughs> About all the new stuff in chat. Drazar, they're saying Drazar does have a 5++ plus plus currently. That's right. Because the Phoenix Lords in general don't have an invul save except for Azurman. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I think he, that's right. He did have yeah. one. I'm sure you guys are accurate. Uh, Axis of Entropy says Necrons and Tyranids need some love. Hopefully Psychic Awakening gives they them do. something soonish. Necrons, I, Necrons are actually doing really well in the meta. Um, they're, they're performing in the top half of armies. I know that the common perception is that they don't, but they actually do. Go look at the data, 40kstats.com. Yeah. And last time I checked, they were actually, they had the highest win ratio against new Marines, was Necrons. Mm -hmm. They were the best counter to Space Marines. And I know that a lot of people are, you know. They have, I mean, they have really heavy They have lots weapon of good options. AP. Yeah. yeah. Like the destroyers are great. Destroyers are great. They can move and shoot. You can you can hide behind a building. They yeah. pop out. They blast something. Tomb blades are really good. Um, their vehicles are hard to kill. Like they're not easy to kill. Yeah. The living metal and all that kind of stuff. All that. So I don't know. I feel like they. People are always just down in Necrons. Just to be down in Necrons. I feel. Not not always. Just like lately. I mean, for the past like year, the narrative has been that they're really bad, but they're actually not. If you yeah. just go look at the data, they're they're not. And they had something like a 65 percent win ratio mm -hmm. against new marines. Yeah. So again, we'll see if that holds up over time. But a lot of uh, a lot of Necron players that, that I have spoken to are, are feeling pretty down about Marines. But mm -hmm. I think you got the tools. You know, uh, you can get uh, rapid fire gauze weapons that are, can be AP three, mm -hmm. and um, that scares the crap out of a Marine. Wounding them on a three with a six up save. Yeah. Uh, you know, time will tell. But it's not it's not that bad. Oh, you want to jump back in the chat? I just want to. Answer a couple more questions. Yeah, we're there. running a bit. Immortals are nasty. Yep. Uh, Orion, the one B three. Uh, oh, and then that was the other question. Yeah. Um, obviously, can't give away any details, but uh, Tyranids are getting some really cool stuff. Mm -hmm. I, I will say that. You yeah. Know. There you go. You heard it here first. Tyranids are getting some cool stuff. I was just going over it again uh, last night, and I was like, mm, yeah, there's, mm -hmm. some, there's some good little tricks in here. Uh, Hammerhead Games, uh, excited about what Psychic Awakening could all be, but skeptical because just seems fluff only. No, it's a lot of rules in there. There's a ton of rules. I uh, really need some Eldari help with the new Marine stuff. Not sure if I, you can say any love for Yanari or just a direct White Dwarf reprint. Yeah, I can't say anything that hasn't been shown on White Dwarf yet. On the 12th, we can go full ham and talk about it, but right now, no. Mm -hmm. uh, Double O Donut says Necrons also have high volume of shots and Saltech can ignore cover with a stratagem. Also, with the three uh, Doomsday Arcs, they can deal lots more wounds. Yeah. And they're really good. As a matter of fact, right now in the shop, Frankie and uh, Jason Dillon, a local Necron player who's quite good, are playing their league final game. So the best players from the 80-person league here in San Diego, mm -hmm. um, the top players go into a, a single elimination uh, tournament. Yeah. And the top two left are Frankie and are Necrons. 
uh, and, and Frankie's Gene Sealer Colt. So, uh, and uh, the the same player, Jason, won the the, the most competitive uh, pod of the league last time. Mm-hmm. So Necrons are, are they don't have a lot of variety. That's the downside. A lot of their units need a points adjustment, but they're they're definitely not bad. They're doing really well. This guy's question should be the title of 2019. What about Blood Angels? Mm-hmm. Again, guys, we can't say any, we can't give any specific details, but. Uh, yes, Blood, Blood, Blood Angels are getting an update too. Ugh. Just hang in there. Uh, upcoming ITC events. We got all kinds of goodness going it's on. It's a lot this weekend. Two majors. Uh, we got a GT, the Harbor Heresy in oh. Aberdeen, Washington. Two majors, the Armageddon Series Crucible A Champions GT in Orlando, Florida. And the Michigan GT 40K Championship in Lansing, Michigan. I think the Michigan GT is a pretty big one. It is. Yep. Yep, it is. Uh, we got a bunch of AOS events coming up in the month of October. We got a major wow. Crucible Eight, uh, GT Nordcon, another one, the Michigan GT, a major, the Edmonton Onslaught, and of course the SoCal Open at the end of the month. Uh, looking pretty good. SoCal Open oh. um, is the biggest one we've ever had. Forty K nice. is like at like almost like two eighty. Perfect. And uh, Age of Sigmar is like forty five. LVO is at SoCal Open is at like two eighty. Oh, for forty K. Forty K. I thought you said it was two eighty for LVO for Age of Sigmar. No, I was like, whoa, gosh, that's a big wish. increase. Yeah, that'd be amazing. Yeah. Uh, no, we, uh, Age of Sigmar for the for LVO is bigger. It's like twenty percent bigger than last year already. Nice. So it's going to be the biggest one we've had. Very cool. But yeah, SoCal is going to be huge. It's uh, uh, the forty k championships event is going to be the third biggest in the country, like mm-hmm. the fourth biggest in the world. Um, it's just a matter of time before the SoCal Open forty k champs is going to be you know nice. five hundred people. So I can't wait to see everybody. And then, of course, we'd be remiss if we didn't discuss. Uh, I kind of blew past some notes. Yeah. Uh, the whole, it sits, if it sits, it fits. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, call me Wreck-It Ralph because the internet broke. There I is think. a lot of intense <laughs> feelings. Oh, gosh. Oh, yeah. it's pretty funny. So just to, I, we don't, that's been discussed to death. But just, yeah. to, to, just so that you know, if you're coming to this hotel open. Mm-hmm. We did, this is a rule we've been talking about doing for a long time. It really became prevalent with uh, Wave Service Fire Prisms, uh, Caladius especially. Yeah, repulsors now. Repulsors now, yeah. which are going to be everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, people are putting them on ruins, like on little like mm-hmm. tiny parts of ruins. Mm-hmm. Part of it is honestly our fault because of the way we, we interpreted the wobbly model rule. If you mm-hmm. if you look at what GW has said, it's clear clear as day that their intent is not for it to be played this way. Mm-hmm. Plus in conversations with them, it, they do not mean for you to put 10 skimmers on a little tower. Right. It's absurd, it looks stupid, it's not fun. Mm-hmm. Um, and the majority of players don't like to do it that way. So we just said, if you wanna put a, a vehicle with a fly keyword on a, a ruin, only a ruin, the entire model has to, either the whole base has to fit or the entire model has to fit if you measure to and from the hole. Mm-hmm. So it just, it gets rid of the, the stupidity of like, there's pictures floating around where there's like literally three repulsors on top of a building. Like a strip, the strip of the top of a building. Yeah. yeah. So the majority of people have and accepted the intent, it. And the intent is that you cannot interact with their model. Right, because. They can, they can touch you, but you can't touch them, which is the height of stupidity of what should not yeah. be allowed like that if that enters into your brain that that is something that's okay because you deserve it somehow then you are not playing the right game you need to go and and, and reevaluate something with your fundamental thinking because i get it and people are very blatant about their reasonings with it well it doesn't say i can't and what how am i supposed to compete in this game if i can't 
have an, uh, a model that cannot be interacted with. Right. And like that's, and if that's your true like feeling, like, well, why not? Why should I not? Then that, there's something wrong with the way that you well, are. It was like in, um, it's not in the spirit of the game. Like you, it's, not, it's not, we're not, 100%. come on guys. Like, and there's people who are very passionate about this. Oh yeah. Very, who ve vehemently. I've had like, people who have some I not very nice things to say. Want to me. play this way, yeah. and it doesn't say I can't, and it's not fair that this person has these really powerful units and I don't. So I'm going to be able to skirt the rules to deal with it. That is not okay. Yeah, it's funny. It's, it's some not of the, okay. Some of the reactions, the vast majority of people were like, "Oh, that's very sensible." It's like reasonable. the 99 percent, but there's that one vocal, one percent vocal minority who are very passionate about it and very rude about it. Yeah. So. It's, anyway, that's my spiel on it. That's it, my thoughts. It made me laugh. I try to be very open with my thoughts on it. If you, if there's any kind of ruling where you're thinking in your head, the less powerful option is the right answer. It's a, the game yeah. is supposed to be an enjoyable experience for you and your opponent. And it, the, the, the game designers shame on you. Like well, if some, you, of, if, some if of the arguments were absurd. People are like, "Oh, well, they were pointed this way, assuming you could do this." I was correct. Like, no, they yeah. weren't. <laughs> like I can tell you that yeah. emphatically that that is not the case. Right. Uh, the game designers never intended for people to put six skimmers on top of a building. That's just absurd. Yeah. Um, and the thing that the, a lot of the things that people are missing is because they're only thinking about how it impacts them. Anybody who was in the SoCal Open uh, uh, Facebook group is pretty hilarious. It got actually to be very comical, like actually funny. Everyone was just laughing and joking. The thread hit almost a thousand comments, mm -hmm. uh, mostly just two upset Necron players, um, which one of which is in the store right now playing and laughing and having a good time. Yeah. But uh, uh, just to quell any rumors, did anybody uh, drop because of this knows Euro people did? Um, even Jason, the, who gave his ticket away, actually couldn't make it to the SoCal Open anyway. He had mm -hmm. his finals that weekend. Um, so no, it didn't turn anybody away or anything like that. It's, yeah. People just were venting. Mm -hmm. um, but what it, what it does mean is that, yeah, can you still go up on top of a building? If you can fit your vehicle up there, you totally can. Um, and then some of the people in the chat were asking, what about flyers? So some of the things people were doing with this, and again, it's partially our fault because the way we interpret wobbly models, totally uh, unintended um, consequences, because you could you know, stick a portion of your base of your flyer off of a building, so it's directly above mm -hmm. models, you could actually snipe characters and stuff like that. You're like, oh, uh, measuring from my base, you're, I'm just as close to you as to the, the screening models next mm -hmm. to you. I'm shooting your character. Yeah. It's dumb and it's not what was intended. Um, there's stuff like that that are um, they're really gamey. Mm -hmm. They're not fun. They're definitely not the way the game was meant to be played. And I say that yeah. with complete certainty because I'm, I'm lucky enough to get to talk to the game designers. And right. when they see people do these things, they're like, what the hell? Right. So the reason we did this is, it, it is to curb that kind of stuff. And with the iron hands on the way and they're going to represent a huge portion of the field, mm -hmm. it's going to be more and more and more of an issue, right? When you have a repulsor, when you have three repulsors on top of a little ruin, they can barely, mm -hmm. you have to like hang them off of it and they're unchargeable and they can see the whole table. That's a problem. Right. That's a real problem. And it's not just repulsors. I mean, people are doing it with the, the Caladiuses were really getting to be a problem. Yeah. Um, but people have been doing it with, with um, lots and lots of different units for a long time. And it's, it's just like, come on guys. Like if you, you can't skirt the rules because you feel that somebody has an unfair advantage against you. Right. 
Like, I don't even know if it's a good analogy, but like, let's play you're playing a basketball game and you're, you know, your opponent is six foot five, but you're five foot six. Is it okay for you to hit him with a pole or a pipe <laughs> on their knee? Because, hey, it's not fair that they have a height advantage. <laughs> I mean, that's kind of like what people are saying if you boil it down. Like, I should be able to have rules benefit me a certain way that I interpret them because it's not fair that they have that powerful unit. Yeah. One of the funny thing too is like some of the arguments uh, for it, and I agree with you. Yeah. Well, like I I can't play my army if I can't do this, right. and I'm like, what? Um, the big one was the Doomsday Arcs for Necrons, and I was like, I don't know how many tournaments you guys go to, but the vast majority of the turn of tournaments in the world don't have many, if any, multi-story ruins. Mm -hmm. So you weren't going to be able to do this anyway. It's really only our events. We have really really good terrain at our events i'm extremely proud of the hard work we put into mm -hmm. it but in this specific instant it's actually back it's actually a negative because yeah. it creates these opportunities um, i do wish i mean like, like somebody in nightman makes a good point gw should print that in the faq i i believe that games workshop should address this just go read what they said for wobbly model in the FAQ. but they should be a hundred percent clear like vehicles cannot go on ruins anything you know like just be clear about it like you don't have to come up with these all these like like this is not really what we intended. Be clear about it, and I mean, that way we don't have these. Go, go read GW's wobbly model uh, FAQ. Like it's it's not super clear, but it's it, the, their intent is very clear. Is that you're not supposed to be hanging models. Like they should literally stuff. put like pictures in their codex in the but rule book that show you, this is what you can do. This if you is played not okay. it raw the way that they publish it, you couldn't charge up into a ruin. If there was no room to physically put your models, mm -hmm. and again, that's not—it's not—that is not good. When you're like, oh, I'm gonna just go mm -hmm. into a ruin, and again, we have lots of them at yeah. most tournaments. It's not an issue, but at ours, it is. Mm -hmm. You're like, oh, I'm gonna go put my whole army in this square building. Your melee army literally cannot interact with me at all. Yeah, that's not fun. Oh, clearly, that's not fun. Yeah. Because of the nature of our terrain, that's why we do some of these house rules for terrain. Because mm -hmm. otherwise. Our tournament specifically, the beautiful, awesome terrain that we've made would make the game less enjoyable. Yeah, and we should reiterate that this is not an ITC rule. No. This is a this is a ruling that we as TOs at our own event are doing. If you're a TO for an ITC event, you can do whatever you want. Yep. Do you not like that? Yeah. Don't do it. And if you play with, you know, kind of you know, like- If you want to be more strict, be more strict. It's your event. And if you play with more like Nova style terrain that doesn't really have any or very, very few, very <laughs> small multi-level ruins, it's not an issue at all. Yeah. Right. I prefer having lots of cool buildings. It looks better and it gives you lots of tactical options, but you know, it comes with some concessions that you have to make. Yeah. All so right. anyway, we beat that one to death. Uh, let's take a look at the rankings. Of course, if you like the ITC, you like what it's about, you think it's improved your hobby, mm -hmm. uh, feel free to, to support us via the Oof, Patreon. Getting all worked up. 100% of the proceeds go back into the ITC. You can do so for as little as $1 a month. Helps to pay for server fees, the trophies, the t man hours, all the craziness that goes into running this thing. Which, oh, we have a new regional rep in South Africa, and it looks like uh, Asia. We got the nice. regional rep that's going to be in Thailand. Very cool. Yeah, I was actually talking to some of the Thai players over there. They're like super duper. They love it, man. They're nice. super into it. Yeah, it's great. They probably don't argue about the stupid stuff. Uh, who knows? Hey, gamers are gamers. <laughs> I don't think where, it matters where you're from. They're yeah. persnickety, all of them. Uh, 40k ITC top five currently for 40k. It's a name you haven't heard much. Just kidding. You've been mm -hmm. hearing it all season long. Jim Vassal, the Canadian stallion. Jim Vesel. Vesel. I think that's the Canadian pronunciation. I think so. Mm -hmm. Vesel, hey, sorry. Flying around. Jim, I'm sorry, Vessel. Ketchup Aww. chips. Uh, continues to just dominate. He has mm -hmm. a huge lead. Uh, yeah. He's looking pretty. 
if he makes the top eight at LVO, I think he's got it. Lead pipe cinch. He's also coming to SoCal Open, and there's a lot of the uh, a lot. I shouldn't say a lot of really good UK players are coming over. Mm-hmm. Uh, Stephen Box, um, uh, Zach, the the TO of the LGT, Boris wow. from Bad Moon Cafe. They're all making the trip over for SoCal because it's one of the last super majors uh, of the year. Uh, we got Richard Siegler in second place. The Tau. Tau master. The drone master. The drone master. That's drone a, lord. The drone lord. Drone lord. Yeah. Richard Drone Lord Siegler. Nice. That's a good name. Uh, Manny Chima, rep in the UK. Is uh, he coming out? I don't know if he's coming, but okay. I got to say Manny is a really cool dude. He's a really nice guy. Uh, Nick Nonavati in fourth. And Chris Blackham in fifth. Very cool. Current hobby track, top five, Jim Vissal. Mm-hmm. Jim Poutine Vissal. Sorry. As a commanding so all the He's crushing huge in first place. <laughs> what else can we, Canadian bacon? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, Paul Winters is in second. Dominic Corret or Dominique. Ooh, Dominique. Get it right. That is Dominique. It is Dominique Corret in third place. That's a new name on this there. This person, yeah, out of nowhere in the top five. Well, a lot of the best painters, and I, I'm assuming this is a girl. But five out of five, though. I apologize. Um, a lot of the best painters in the world are girls. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they're, they're better at detail, attention to detail. No, it's Dominique. Maybe like a French person or something. Okay. I had a buddy named Michelle, like literally. So perhaps. So Dominique, we don't know whatever your your pronoun, whatever. Who cares? Uh, Coming out of nowhere. Well done. Top five. Yeah. Lou Rollins, Lou Rollins in fourth and Matthew Bodnar check. Those are two names we were saying a lot last season. Obviously, Lou won it last season, uh, sitting in fourth and fifth. Mm-hmm. Age of Sigmar, current top five. The Jersey Kid reasserts dominance, moves into first place. Well done, Matt Pashby. He can win events, but he can't return text messages. Ooh, that was a sick burn. You sound like a jilted That's, teenage lover. You know what? Sometimes I just <laughs> feel like it's appropriate to respond. Also, Matt, uh, you painted my... Uh, uh, Shagoth, mm-hmm. my dragon ogre Shagoth, like months ago. Uh, let me know. Let me know what's going on with that, buddy. Because uh, he's I've been too playing, busy flying around, just winning, winning tournaments. Yeah. He just shows up in little towns. Just smashes. The everybody. wind just comes into the blows the his hair. His blue hair his just scarf flops. Flows in the wind. He's like, I'm here to play Age of Sigmar. Mm. You might have heard of me. We just forged a narrative. Uh, Christopher Bergman in second, Alex Gonzalez in third, and you can listen to Alex on the Wide World of Wargaming Age of Sigmar podcast, which is on, it's not on the Frontline Gaming Network, but we do host it on our site oh. if you want to check it out. They got some good insights. James O'Brien in fourth, and Joe Cryer in fifth. Joe is coming out to SoCal Open again this year, Oh, and uh, he is doing good. He's in position to win the whole thing. All right, Age of Sigmar hobby track, current top five. Rich Waters jumps into first place. Matt Beasley moves into second, Jordan Duncan in third, Raul Pereira in fourth, and Jeremy Vessier, the French Overlord, in fifth. Shadespire, current top five. Ivan Cho continues to lead the pack. He's also the only one with four events under his belt. Tony Field is in second, Jonathan Colson in third, Philip Santa Maria in fourth, Scott Dreisen in fifth. Kill Team, current top five. Alex Torbert, the Canadian bobsled extraordinaire. Hmm. He actually, I didn't went, know that. He went to the Olympics for the wow. bobsled, bobsled team. Canadian bobsled team. Yeah, I mean that's actually like really good. Like, it's not a Jamaican bobsled team, but well, what you know, it is, you know. Okay. Uh, George Rollins in second. Giannis Gilhelm in third. Michael T. Holy drops he's down hanging in on, fourth. But he's hanging on. And Matt Hole yeah, in fifth. Nice. 
And check this out. This beautiful Space Wolves paint commission. studio. I don't. It's been a while since we've done this one. I I want to say this is a tabletop standard. It looks great. It's nice and clean. Yeah. Very good orange. I like that. The way it's that yellow. this orange was done. Oh, it's well, it's yellow, but it has like it was built up from orange. I really like that. Yeah, it looks great. That looks really sharp. And that's like the traditional fang mm -hmm. uh, gray on it. Um, we have some Thunderwolf cavalry, which you don't ever see, but they're still pretty good, I'm assuming. Um, some Wolfgar Terminators. Yeah. Very cool. Bjorn, the, the foul-handed. Yeah, I love it. Space, the Space Wolf traditional color scheme looks cool. It really does. Anything with yellow, I feel. High contrast. It's hard to pull off. But yeah, so this was done. Uh, level one basing, which is, uh, as you can see, still looks very good, but it's very simple. It's just yep. dry brushed one material. Um, yeah, it looks great. And uh, consider us for your please. next miniatures. We have guys that love. Oh, this is Stormfang. Yeah. Very cool. All right, let's jump into the chat and answer some questions, and we will wrap it up for this week. Let's wrap it. Yep, very sharp. Thank you. Uh, he's a dude from Quebec, the Dominique. Whoa. Okay. Uh, okay. Thank you for that. So Mariana was right. Yeah. And Mariana I, yeah. was right. Uh, so Dominique, uh, sorry that we got confused on that. Um, hope, hopefully there's no hard feelings. We're just stupid Americans. We are just dum-dums. Yeah. Stupid, boorish. Just eat French loud, fries. fat. Just. Uh, All the stereotypes are pretty true. Only when it comes to us. When, you go, when I go international, you know the Americans. <laughs> A hundred percent. It depends on what part of the country. Just classless. <laughs> hey, speak for yourself. I do. I know, know thyself. Don the Magnificent, will we buy you a beer if you can win SoCal Open without Iron Hands? Yes, Jason. We'll yes. Can you, what it, well, is that a trick question? Are you going to bring uh, Raven Guard? <laughs> or, you know, if you don't, if you don't want it with Space Marines, yes. hundred percent. I will buy you a $15 fair beer. Wolf Sark. And a pretzel hot dog. Indeed. Which is amazing. Uh, Wolf Sark, we will give you a shout out. Battle for Salvation GT this weekend. It's, it wasn't on the calendar. Um, I didn't see that. But uh, Battle for Salvation, a very long running, very prestigious East Coast event uh, run by a really, really great group of people. It's in New York. Check it out. Uh, if you can't make it to the event, it usually sells out. Uh, tune in and watch. They're going to have some coverage of the event. Uh, and that's one that I need to get to. I, I need to get out of that. To New York. Nice. The reason we haven't gone is because it's always so close to SoCal. Mm. And we're usually just making terrain like maniacs. Um, All these people. Who is this? Two people asking about Dark Angels, Green Knights. And yet, for, uh, Hang Ariston, in there, boys. We can't, we can't give any information like that. You know, he's asking when are the Green Knight and... Yeah. and uh, DW Death Watch, I assume. Yeah. Uh, like uh, Psychic Awakening is going to touch most of the things in the game. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't know when, and even if I did did know when, I couldn't say anything. Mm -hmm. But I would imagine that they're going to come out sequentially. Yeah. Um, beyond that, I, I really couldn't. It's, I couldn't say. I feel it's tough for Dark Angels and things like Grey Knights, and also um, to a lesser extent, some of the Space Wolves, because they have there are a lot of unique units. But a lot of the stuff that's in those codexes are just outdated you know like a lot of different types of like variations of tactical marines bikers terminators things that you, i just don't see getting a lot of love going forward because let's be honest games workshop is is focusing on a new product line which are premier space marines and variants of the premier space marines don't count out don't count them again that's out. my personal my personal view just from what i've seen but i feel like it's going to be hard to update a lot of those older things that are just they're old now there's you know what i mean like it's it's don't, feel, that's don't my count, own feelings. Don't count the mini marines out. I don't think they're going anywhere anytime soon. But uh, they should have thunder warrior those. You know, for dark, the dark angels are the, 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 the 
You've, you've served your purpose. The emperor's like, hey, I got I to gotta talk to you guys about something. You got some new dudes, all right? Um, the, um, God, you threw me off. I'm sorry. What the hell were we talking about? Dark Angels. Bro, so they're the lowest performing army in the game right now, statistically. Yeah. It's not Green Knights. <laughs> Dark Angels are actually at the bottom, mm-hmm. as of the last time I checked. But it's it's interesting that they perform so poorly because they have a lot of really good tools at their disposal. Ravenwing, I feel, is can be very frustrating to play against and very good, and they're fast. I'd say they're faster yeah. than White Scars. They could use some points adjustments. Like a lot of their stuff is too yeah, expensive. Yeah, point adjustments, but they have yeah. good things. Like they, their Talonmasters are great. Asriel's bad. They're, they're different. Yeah. The 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 different variations of their speeders are amazing. Yeah, they got some good stuff. Their flyers are good. Yeah. Um. But yeah, pure Dark Angels is the is the bottom of the barrel right now. Unfortunately. Mm-hmm. It's that, that that category down there is populated with, some, unfortunately, Space Wolves, Space Wolves, Dark Angels, Green Knights. But Green Knights are not the worst. They're not the bottom. No, um, because there's that guy who runs three Land Raiders. Drago. Terminators and three Land Raiders is the way to go. Drago's still here. good. Drago's he's, okay. He's still good. He kills He's just really slow. Yeah, he is really slow. Uh, at any rate, uh, let's see. We'll jump answering more questions. Hammerhead Games. Dark Angels are really strong when played well and using certain units. Everyone tries yep. to play what they like. Yeah. And yeah, I think Tony, you make a good point. I think the reason why Dark Angels and like Space Wolves are at the bottom of the barrel right now is that the people that are still playing them are the diehard fans of the army, mm-hmm. and they're playing the units they like, and they're not really concerned about it. It's just it, it just like the space Space Marines aren't gonna look like they're setting everything on fire because there's gonna be a lot of bad people playing Space Marines. Mm-hmm. Um, although they're already winning tournaments left and right. We've already got data on that. Um, but their, their overall win percentage is probably gonna be uh, degraded because they're not as many people who are going Just to- Just the volume The volume of, of people playing it, yeah. yeah. Whereas like with Yanari, not that many people played them, but the people that did were exceptionally- Or Harlequins. You don't see a lot of people playing them, but the people who play them normally have it dialed in. Pure Harlequins is pretty good. rare, but yeah. 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 Um, but yeah, Tony, I think you make a good point. A lot of the people that are playing them right now are playing them just, they're playing mm-hmm. with their Thunderwolves and Ragnar because they like them and they don't really yeah. care if they don't win all their games. Um, although there is a player in Southern California, a Space Wolf player who's been doing really well, mm-hmm. but his whole army is built around a Falchion, which- is yeah is that a space wolf army i don't know yeah but, and there's a lot right now that could take a falchion out dude wait till go. you see an iron hands falchion <laughs> army i don't even want to talk about it because it's somebody d- makes disgusting. that pablo uh, falchion iron hands again you need terrain people you need terrain okay all right uh, everyone's just kind of chatting about space marines and the psychic awakening so at any rate thank you all for joining us for episode 657 of signals from the front line we hope you enjoyed it as much as we did. Yeah. And in the meantime, get out there. Get out there and buy that you. Iron Hands supplement now. <laughs> uh, NH5357, very good question. He said, hey, what about those of us who uh, put in a content creator application for Frontline Gaming and haven't heard anything? That's because I am still going through them. It is taking me very, mm-hmm. it's not a fast process. When, when I do find a content creator that is up to snuff, it takes a couple of days to get them fully operational. Onboard. It's a lot of work. It's a lot. It's, and it's it, not, it's, it's not like a, it's kind of a thing that hey, we're you doing, did it. we do on the side. Yeah. It's and it's like, I have to like then teach them how to use WordPress. I have to teach them all the systems. They have a bunch of questions. So mm-hmm. I am getting through them, but it's just not a fast process. I apologize. Mm-hmm. I just was not prepared for 220 applications. Like, yeah, I, I've, in the past, I would never get more than 12. Mm-hmm. 
And so I am getting to them. Thank you for your patience. And I, I, it's just a bottleneck uh, issue right now. Yep. All right. Uh, thank you so much for joining us. And happy gaming. I hope you enjoy your weekend. And we will talk to you all next week. Mm-hmm.